My people, my people. What up, though? You know who it is. It's your everybody's favorite asshole here my sis, Ty Boogie. What up, sis? Hey, family. How you doing? I'm good. We want to welcome everybody out there to episode 11 of the Fishbowl Podcast. I'm so excited. We have made it to 11 episodes. Congratulations. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. That's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dope thing. It's it's cause for celebration. I don't know what kind of celebration. Probably some sleep. Uh, that's, <laughs> how I, that's how I celebrate these days. I celebrate with naps. I'm going to pop a bottle of ginger ale. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> old people shit. Oh, definitely old people shit. We can, we can, we can, we can toast our pudding cups. Exactly. I'm on that these days. I am definitely on that. All right. So, you ready to get into it? Yes, I am actually. Okay. So, the first topic that I drew um, is Joe Biden's presidency. Uh, well, not presidency, but his he Joe Biden's thrown his hat in the ring as a candidate for president of the United States. How do you feel about it? I want to ask you before I give my take on it. Okay. Um, I Don't get me wrong. I like Joe Biden. I feel like he's everybody's, like, crazy uncle, you know? Um, but I, I just feel like we need someone, someone fresh, somebody young. I'm not really looking at him to be a candidate to lead the country. I feel like he plays very much into those um, establishment, Democrat, politics, mind thinking, the way they think, you know? And I think we need somebody to take the country um, in a different different way. Now, that is not to say that if he were the Democratic nominee, I would not vote for him. I would vote for Joe Biden. I just don't think he would be my first choice. That's how I feel. But how about yourself? I would not vote for Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden, Joe, uh, Joe Biden, shit, Joe. I, I think Joe Biden isn't a great candidate to be president. Um, for anyone who follows Joe Biden or knows anything about Joe Biden, want to give you guys a little background. Uh, for one, if you've ever seen Joe Biden do anything or talk, Joe Biden's actually a big asshole. Um, he's pompous. Um, in an interview, that's recently, why I said he's like everybody's old uncle. You know, yeah. In an interview, recently, that's how old Joe, men are. In an interview recently, Joe Biden just said that he ha- he had people, senators, congressmen, and people all around the world are pretty much begging him to save this country. Um, for those who also don't know, Joe Biden, Joe Biden is a Democratic Republican. And what I mean when I say that is Joe, Joe Biden has voted with Republicans on almost every major bill. Um, Joe Biden was one of the authors of the mass incarceration bill. Not only that, Joe Biden also voted against every civil rights bill in the 70s, including integration. So, no, I will not be giving Joe Biden my vote. So you wouldn't even vote for him if he were the Democratic nominee against Trump? I'm not. For one, I'm not a Democrat. Whoever I, I've I've stated this most. Well, we all know. know that at the end of the day, that's who it's going to be down to: Democrats and Republicans. The independents can put Jill Stein up again if they want to. I love Jill Stein. I love her politics. I wish we could have a third, a fourth, a fifth party. I think it's necessary. However, we all know that at the end of the day, this country is only going to be. Democratic and Republican. So if it comes down to Joe Biden and Donald Trump, who are you voting for? Whoever I feel like has my best interest at hand. I'm going to leave it at that, to be 100% honest with you. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm just going to say, I, I would vote for Joe Biden, even though I don't necessarily agree with his politics. Um, and recently, you know, that whole well, apology you know, to Anita that you don't agree with. To, to vote for somebody you don't agree with just to get someone out of office that you don't agree with makes no sense at all. Because at the end of the day, there's going to be someone in office that you don't agree with. I agree. But people say you have to choose between the lesser of two evils. At the and, end that's, of the day. And, that, and that's the reason that a lot of people voted. For, that's the same reason Trump is in office. I is agree. That a lot of Republicans use that as their excuse as choose between the lesser of two evils. Now, why would Democrats be dumb enough or independents, whoever, be dumb enough to turn right around and do the same thing again by electing Joe Biden. That just doesn't make sense to me. 
Because the Democratic, like the the head of the Democratic National Convention, the way that they run it, it's all fucked up. Like it's all about the establishment of politics and doing what has historically they've been able to get away with. So they want to keep that practice going. They don't want people, new people in there telling them that they can't receive kickbacks and all that shit. So they're going to vote for people who they know are going to keep doing the same shit that they've been doing. So they're going to, of course, they're going to nominate somebody like Joe Biden or even um, what's the Buttigieg guy. He's very um, conservative Democrat, even though he's a homosexual and they try to push that out there to over arch his actual politics. Like, I I know what's going on. I'm just saying at the end of the day, the Democratic National Committee, they, unless somebody makes a big change, they're not just going to let anybody be the nominee. That's just how I feel. One thing I wish would happen, I wish when Bernie announced his nomination that he would have ran as a third party. Um, I think that the the United States politics severely lacks a third party. Um, one thing we have to understand that politics does is when conservatives are in office, they change the Democratic rules. When Democrats are in office, they change conservative rules, and this goes back and forth. So every eight years, all these major policies are getting tilted and shifted to one side or the other. There's no party yep. that'll equal them out. By tilting and shifting it for, to one side or the other, really what we don't notice is that we're getting the same policies deleted and instituted every eight years. Over and over again. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's like we're stuck in a ridiculous cycle that's not actually getting our country anywhere. It's sad. And like I said, I wish there were more parties. I wish that more people would vote outside of just Democratic and Republican. But you and I voting independent when the rest of the country will not isn't going to do any good. Okay, so how do you feel about the fact that Okay, I live in a Republican state. Uh, yep. Obviously, I don't. If a re- if it was a Republican nominee that I felt like was in my best interest, I would vote for him. With Agreed. that being with that being said, I haven't. I don't think in my lifetime I've had a Republican nominee that I felt like who's what he was what he was running on was in my best interest. Now, saying that, how do you feel about when people say? They live in a Republican state and that their state has never voted Democrat. How do you feel about that? And that is no point in them voting for president. Uh, I know people who only vote in local elections because they're more up in the air rather than voting for president in their state because it's it tilts hard one way and it'll never change. I live well, in Kentucky. Kentucky will never not be a Republican state. Agreed. I know um, I do vote, but and I hear a lot of people say that, and it's hard for me to even tell them to vote or argue against it. No, I completely agree. I definitely think that local elections are way more important than national um, gubernatorial elections or whatever. But um, I, I, I lived in Kentucky for a long time, so I definitely get that. I lived in a blue city in a red state. Like, it just absolutely didn't make sense to me. Um, but I still voted my heart either way. I always vote for who I feel like, like you said, is going to represent me the best. And it's not always a Democrat. Like, I feel like people should do a better job of just being informed. Like, instead of voting along these strict party lines, know what the know what you're voting for. Um, that's the most important thing. Don't just go in there and fill out an all Democratic ticket. That's that's not the thing to do. If you truly look at both sides of the spectrum, then you should be able to find people that you identify with a little bit on each side and make an informed decision. Stop just voting for one ticket parties. Vote for who you think represents you the best. That's what I think should happen. And I don't care what kind of state you live in. I agree. I agree. Um, I don't know. It, I, it, like I said, it's hard to, when people bring that point to the table, it, it really is hard for me to say, well, it's hard to say all votes matter when that's a fact that a lot of states do too hard left or hard right. And if you're of that other party where it's not tilting in your favor, it's hard for it's it's hard to say, hey, get up and go to the voting booths anyway. I agree, especially when we have things like the electoral college, which I think completely just makes our voting irrelevant at that point. If the state is going to give their votes to whoever they want to in the first place, why are we voting as people? I, I definitely think we should get rid of that and 
individual vote should count for who should be president. There's no way in hell that you should get the majority vote and still lose the presidency. That's dumb to me. I agree. I agree. So, you ready to move on to this next topic? Yeah, let's get it in. So, the next topic has women all over the world burning buildings and taking names. Women are upset, like to the point where women rioted on my Facebook yesterday because Idris Elba got married and no one knew that this was happening. Idris Elba just got married. I can't remember the bride's name, but congrats to him. But women all over the world are really pissed about this. Let me let me start off by saying, first of all, congrats. Before I get into my petty shit, I really am happy to see Black Love. Um, the pictures that I saw were amazing. She's gorgeous. Um, everybody knows that Idris is my book. He's gorgeous. So I, I, I'm happy to see Black Love thrive and flourish, and I wish them nothing but the best. Um, I am sad that, you know, he broke it off with me to be with her. However, <laughs> I wish him the best in his life. Um, I was absolutely ready to write, but I believe they were engaged for a while. Like, I don't see how people, just because he didn't, like, advertise it all over the country, I don't know why people are you know, I mean, I know why women are mad, but ladies, we got to stop claiming other people's men for our own and concentrate on finding the right man for ourselves. Um, yeah, because y'all definitely ain't getting interest over. Um, Listen, I could have had him. Okay, don't, don't, don't throw thought in my way. My, my nickname for him is Idris Midlife Crisis L because <laughs> people don't know this, but for like the last eight years, Idris L was almost fifty. He's been on some midlife crisis shit. No, he's living his best life, and you hating right now. He's he's DJing, he's rapping. A couple years ago, he he broke into the world of mixed martial arts and like started doing professional kickboxing and shit. Like I don't know. <laughs> you sound like you hating because he's living your dream life. No, that's what I don't want to get my ass beat in the ring. Like that's not my dream life. Or DJing, I don't want to be a DJ. Um, but clearly he's a dope ass DJ, uh, and he just had that song come out. Like, he's definitely a dope DJ. It's not like he's failing, you know. That's true. That's true. That's true. (laughs) I just always think like, damn, Idris is like having a midlife crisis. You uh, you sound like a hater, bro. Like, just back up off Idris a little bit and let him live his live his best life. And stop hating on him. That's what I feel. And I understand why ladies are upset about this, but at the same time, Black Love is amazing, and congratulations to them both. Yeah, yeah, Black Love is definitely amazing. It's always something to, to, to yeah. you know, support, get behind, celebrate. Uh, but we're going to move on to the next topic. Speaking about your favorite rapper, we're going to talk about, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Kanye recently did Coachella. Did you see any clips of it? I did see ch- clips of his Sunday service. It okay, was- Kanye held Sunday service at Coachella. Um, he had, obviously, everybody knows Kanye's an artist. He's an amazing artist. Um, he has some shortcomings when it comes to public relations, but Kanye is an amazing artist. That's something you can't take away from him. Now, with that being said, Kanye West had DMX, DMX do a... He he didn't preach. He did a prayer at his Sunday service, as well as Kanye West has been doing these Sunday services leading up to Coachella, and uh, Kanye was also selling apparel, just raggedy ass clothes, shirts, and shoes for like two to five hundred dollars at the Sunday service. Not did only you that, say raggedy ass clothes at Sunday service. <laughs> yes, yes, Kanye was was. Uh, Kanye was selling come as you are clothes at Sunday service. Um, with that being said, Kanye just uh, announced that I don't obviously. I mean, I said everybody knows Kanye a lot of times does shit that he says. Kanye a lot of times doesn't. But Kanye said that he's been exploring his faith more and that he wants to open a church. Killer Mike opened a church. I, I, if people want to um, be a part of the cult of Kanye. Um, go right ahead. I definitely think he thinks differently than most people. Um, he may either vibrate at a higher or lower level, depending on the day. Kanye's been doing Sunday services, but there hasn't been one preacher in sight. It's been more uh, of a praise service 
than a Sunday service. No, what do you? Okay, this is my first question. Uh, gosh. Um, okay, he has been doing Sunday services for a while, and I do enjoy his Sunday service clips. Um, but why? Why do you feel like you need to have a preacher? Why can't church just be praise? You don't, you don't. I'm just saying that there hasn't been a preacher, so I don't know how the structure of his church would actually work, if it's going to be strictly based on praise and music, or would he incorporate that, or maybe he makes DMX the pastor. DMX is an ordained pastor. Maybe that's the route he wants to go with. I mean, and if you've ever heard DMX give a sermon, DMX speaks straight to your soul. He he really does. He really does. On some real shit, like... But there's also the fact that um, Kanye West Coachella performance selling clothes for two to five hundred dollars came off as a pulpit pimp to me as a little bit, and that's just my opinion. He came off as a pulpit pimp, and it was a, a money grab. I'm sorry, but that's my opinion. I agree. I think, um, but I also think that Kanye West has a clothing line, and people always sell merch at their concerts. So just because his concert is a gospel concert doesn't mean he's not allowed to sell merchandise. Now, usually I don't really fuck with Kanye and I'll find a reason to fault him on anything because I feel like he's been so out of pocket. But I don't necessarily think this is stepping outside of the lines of what people do at a concert. We have to remember that this is Coachella. This is also Sunday service. You're you're bringing praise to Coachella. Good thing. They could have did that with Ty Tribbett or fucking Kurt Franklin. But this is the question. Is any of that going back to the betterment of the community? I don't think it is. Well, Kanye West has been working to build, you know, that community of houses that won't burn. And, you know, he, he's doing a lot with his money. And his his clothes are usually... He's going broke with his money. And that's been also a known fact that he's not been scared to say that he's that's making bad investments. That's his business. All I'm saying is this. This is what I'm saying. Kanye West clothes cost. If you go to his website, they cost. $500. His shoes are ir- irresponsibly priced, in my opinion. And so are his clothes for there to be homeless chic, is what I call them. Hobo, so, hobo chic. Hobo chic. Hobo chic, whatever. He made that shit pop and people buy that shit. It's cool. I don't think that this is outside of the lines of what people do at a concert. Yes, he was there to sing gospel music, but he was also there to make money. When I went to Afropunk last year, Erykah Badu sold t-shirts. I don't think it's any different. It's a concert. Just because so you have- no, I don't. I don't. I disagree. Especially when you incorporate praise into it. I disagree. That's my, that's my opinion. But um, well, then what do you think about it, churches that have Starbucks in them? I don't. I don't believe in mega churches or none of that bullshit. Like it's all a money grab. I'm sorry. I, 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 I two one two things. There were a couple of things that turned me off of church. But some of the biggest things are the fact that I understand convenience, but churches now have ATMs in them. Um, one thing I hate is when you go to church and they'll have an associate pastor come up to, they, they call it doing the offering. He'll come up to do the offering, and his whole speech is based on the fact that you need to give more money to the church if you want your blessing. I've never been in the the business of paying for blessings personally um also i went to a church um here in bowling green and we met, met a friend of mine he we got invited now i this is a predominantly white church i'm going to throw that out there um we went we got invited so we were like cool you know we'll go to their bible study went to bible study they took up an offering fine so i get my money out of my pocket and the offering, it's not even a plate. It's a bag with a metal thing on top and a handle coming from the metal thing. Then it's more like a velvet bag, kind of like a Crown Royal bag. So the Crown Royal bag comes around, and there is an anti-theft protection device on top. And that just threw me all the way the fuck off. Well, you people should, you know, people take money out of collection basket. I'm sorry, but that that to, to that that tells me nothing. But that you don't trust your followers. I'm sorry. That's all I. That's all I got from that experience is that that church didn't I trust. I think one but, day we should do a um a show on religion because I would just really love to explore um religion as part of the podcast as well. So hopefully, yeah, we that'll can. be that'll that'll be dope. Well, I'll definitely be down for that. Um. 
I'm huge on religion. Um, I study a lot of different religions, as you know. Um, and I know a lot about religion and how it ties into not only science, but the world around us. So I would love to do a show about that. All right. Well, we'll put that on the books. So uh, next, the next uh, topic we drew is Chris Rock. Chris Rock, obviously, megastar. Everybody knows who Chris Rock is. I don't have to explain. But Chris Rock recently went to Instagram and made a joke about Whitney Houston and doing crack. And people are up in arms about it, uh, mostly because he's talking about a dead woman. Um, How do you feel about it? I don't know why people... um... When people die, people act like they just be, are sainted. Like, you can't say how they were in real life. You can only say good things about them. Um, I think Chris Rock is a comedian. We've all laughed at Whitney Houston jokes. We all still say, show me the receipts. Um, and that was a classic Whitney line from that um, Barbara Walters interview. So I understand. I don't understand. Can can okay now usually you're really an asshole about stuff like this but can you explain to me where people are coming from with this because I I tend to be less sensitive when it comes to things like this. Okay, um, I'll try. Um, I more so before I explain that it it opens up the question about more about freedom of speech, especially for our entertainers. Like when I grew up in the time that I grew up, uh, my parents. You know, they watched Eddie Murphy's fucking Delirious and Raw, and I had saw, I saw, I had to see um, all these great comedy specials growing up, like Richard Pryor, and these guys were unfiltered, and they would get on stage and literally say anything, and I've noticed that comedy over the years has started to dumb down and numb down to the point where instead of being rated R and being able to get up on stage and say anything, it's more PG-13 because they're scared of what they can say and the backlash they're going to get from it. Um, Chris Rock is one of those guys that still says whatever the fuck he wants. And honestly, he has the the following and money to do it. Now, Chris Rock says these things, and a lot of the stuff he says he knows he's going to take backlash from. Now, I think more so people were just – I think it's more – as far as the people getting mad aspect, I think it's just a respect the dead type thing. You know, respect the dead, especially the way she died and the fact that her daughter's passed on and she has family members who may not even be over the grief of that yet. So I, I don't know. I, but it is a slippery slope. And I've noticed that comedy has went to this whole PG-13 era, and I hate it. I, I, I'm kind of inclined to agree. Um, and that's why I was like, can you explain it to me? Because I just honestly feel like, um, I don't, I didn't, I understood it to be a joke. Um, I understood it. Like you said, I come from the same era that you do. Like, so to me, I wasn't even thinking of it as kind of an offensive thing. I was just like, oh, yeah, Whitney's a crackhead. Like, it's funny. But I read the comments, and so many people were like, you should be ashamed of yourself. And I was like, but he's telling the truth. Like, she got on TV and admitted that she put sprinkled it on her drug, like her weed. So Who I, doesn't sprinkle cocaine on their weed? I don't. You should. I pass. It's a hard pass, Brosive, uh, especially the kind of weed that I've been smoking lately. It's a double hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I, I just, I just feel like I'm insensitive to this because I'm from an era where comedy comedians went hard, like, and they didn't care about how it made the other person that they were talking about feel. Like Dave Chappelle made a whole song called "I Want to Piss on You." about R. Kelly and put it on TV. You know what I'm saying? That's so just like, hilarious still to this day. Absolutely. Like, like I still trip, trip, trip. I want to piss on you. Yes, I do. Like, it's, that's it's a classic, you know? I'm sorry, it's still funny. Exactly, but you can't. In today's climate and in today's political correctness, you could he could never do that. Like the Chappelle show could not have been on TV. Eddie Murphy would not have been funny to anybody. Chris Rock, they all would have been blackballed from even ever having a career because of the things that they say or would have said. So I don't I just I didn't see anything wrong with it. Um everybody knows who Whitney Houston was. Um I loved her. I was a fan. 
Um, but I also knew that she did drugs. So I guess you can't make fun of stuff like that anymore. So maybe he just sh- should refrain. But that makes me sad because I feel like we're... It, that takes away his right to freedom of speech. Yeah, though. that's what I was going to say. But then he, at the same time, I, I don't want a Nazi standing on the corner calling me the N-word as I walk past. But I do acknowledge that he has the right to do that. So, like you said, it's a slippery slope. I don't know. It, it is. Um, I mean, I don't know how to navigate it. Um, I agree. The whole freedom of speech thing is, is trickier than I care to realize or even admit or even want to delve into at this point. So Especially gonna, in 2019. So we're just going to move on. So our next topic is rapper Meek Mill. Meek Mill's in the news because Meek Mill recently applied for travel rights and was denied. Uh, for those who don't know, Meek Mill has been on par- parole for like 18 years. Behind, How is that even possible? Like, I don't know. That's Behind the bullshit charge. Um, so, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, but yeah, he's. It's there's a judge. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, her name is Christina Brinkley, um, and Janice Brinkley. Excuse me. Her name is Janice Brinkley, and she originally. Meek Mill, when he was like 17 or 18, he got charged with pointing a gun at a cop. Now, one of the greatest questions I've heard asked about this was Meek Mill's. Meek Mill basically said, if I pointed a gun at a cop, do you still think I'll be here? So he got charged at 18 for pointing a gun at a cop. Turns out, so even now he's still on parole. Meek Mill recently violated parole, what was it, about a year ago? He violated his parole by, he was, obviously everybody knows Philly, uh, motorbikes, four-wheelers, that's what they do. Um, He violated parole. He was in New York, and he popped a wheelie in the middle of the street, which is supposed to be just a speeding ticket. Well, they, the judge called it a violation of his parole. There's so much shit tied up into this whole thing that um, basically she, she, she said Meek Mill violated parole and tried to give him two, and is trying to get him two to four more years in jail uh, for this parole violation. Um, So now he's having to run everything through his parole parole board, through, not through the parole board, but through his probation officer, and they're taking everything to the judge, and the judge is just pretty much denying him all these civil liberties that even on probation that he's supposed to have. Um, he tried to get travel rights to Canada. He's been denied travel rights to do shows and everything else, and they're filing all the necessary paperwork. Um, the judge really just doesn't like me, Mill. I like. I really want to know what this judge's story is because there's been a lot um, that has been suggested that because he wouldn't do some remix of some song that she wanted that she's upset about that. And I'm like, as a judge, like, what the fuck do you even know about the music business? But that's just hearsay. Um, I I really honestly, the more details that I get about this lady, um, it it just re- sounds really fishy. Like. And how has our justice system allowed this to go on so long? Like, why hasn't she been removed from this case if all of this stuff is actually happening behind the scenes? I don't understand that. Well, see, the thing thing about it is she must really have some power from the higher-ups. Because um, Jay-Z's lawyers are paid for. Jay-Z, for those who don't know, Meek Mill is actually really good friends with Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots. Um, Michael Rubin, the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers, and Jay-Z. And those three men are actually bankrolling Meek Mill's lawyers. Um, Obviously, we know how high up they can reach. Um, And yet still, when they tried to get her removed from the case, from handling Meek Mill's case, they couldn't get her removed. Um, Also, the, the arresting officer in Meek Mill's case got charged in one of the biggest corruption scandals that has went on in the Philly, ever, has ever happened in the Philadelphia Police Department. And his case technically should have got thrown out with all those other cases that that, that detective handled, but they didn't. So it, it's a lot of fishy shit going on with this. And, and that's my whole point. Like, I feel like there needs to be a investigation into the um, Department of Justice, but just 
based off of this case. Like, there seems to be a lot of shit going on. Like, why wasn't his case thrown out in the first place? Because at the end of the day, the only witness that they have against Meek Mill is that officer who's already been proven to lie on the stand. So they can't even trust his testimony. So how how is he still on probation? Like, this, this all sounds very wrong and very corrupt to me, and it sounds like people in power taking advantage of their power. I, I just don't understand being on probation for a nonviolent offense, and you you have yet to commit any other nonviolent offenses from the age of 18 to 32 is just fucking ridiculous. I agree. I agree. And how how is this even possible that you've been on probation for um years like this is great like this entire story is ridiculous um and it's just another story that goes to show that our justice system isn't really honestly about justice it's about power holding on to power and um making people bend to your will at the end of the day i agree i completely agree it's nasty business all right so i don't know if you saw this video going around but I still haven't found figured out the guy's name. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a video going all around social media of this guy in prison who has designed these. He's a, he's an African American man. He's designed these amazing looking clothes just based off what he's had in prison. I mean, this guy's cutting up sheets, beds, and all this other stuff, and the clothes are legitly fire. Have you seen it? Yo, I swear. Um... I did see this. Um, I swear one of the outfits with the bag was one of the coldest, like, streetwear outfits I've seen in a lot. Like, he needs to be on Project Runway. Can we do for him what we did for Prison Bay, who got the modeling contract? Can we get this guy signed with Louis Vuitton or somebody? I honestly think that this guy needs some backing. Because one thing I said is, this is a young man trying to do something positive. He has dreams. He has aspirations. And look what he's doing with minimal resources. Imagine what this kid could do with real backing. Because some of the shit was dope. And I was like, where do you even get where are you even getting these color palettes from? It was fire, bro. Like the um the, the blue and gray. Blue, yes, the orange and blue set off for me. The orange Come and blue. Come on, man. And I don't even want to know what he had to do to get those gold chains in prison. Bruh, like it he He's a, he's cold with it. Whatever he's in there doing, um, I hope he keeps honing his craft so that let's blow him up and make one of these designers put him on for real. Like somebody hire him. Ti, get on that ASAP. Put him on that a coup. We de- we definitely need to to push people like this, man. Especially when they can when they've been institutionalized and managed to create a way out of no way and are looking for a, a stepping stone in life. Now, I'm not sure how much longer this gentleman has in jail, but whenever he gets out, he should definitely have some job offers lined up. Absolutely. The the stuff was absolutely stunning. If you haven't seen it, um, just look it up on the Internet. He's a – I don't even know what prison he's in, but the designs were immaculate, and I would definitely support him designing for any urban wear company that I would purchase from. Okay, so next topic. Apparently, my boy Quasimodo was cooking on a hot plate in a Notre Dame cathedral and managed to burn that motherfucker down. Have you? How do you feel about this whole Notre Dame cathedral burning thing? Did you hear that uh, Flint, Michigan, finally got the money to pay for their water system? That's how I feel about it. Yeah, it's surprising to me that after five years, they just received the money to pay for their water system. Yet, immediately, all these celebrities, huge backers, are throwing billions at the rebuilding of the Notre Dame Cathedral, which I think was done on purpose. Um, I think it was a conspiracy, but that's just me. Um, I don't know nothing about Notre Dame burning down being a conspiracy. I know that I have shit in America to worry about. I I was kind of sad because it is on my list of places to visit. Um but in the same token, I got real shit right here in my own country that I need to be worried about. I'm not donating one dime of my money to Notre Dame or any other foreign effort other than Puerto Rico. And that's not a foreign effort. We just need to take care of our own there. 
um, I think we need to do a better job of focusing on and taking care of what's happening in America. That's what I think. It wasn't that I thought it was a conspiracy. It was more than I thought that so much just cliche shit happened regarding the burning. Like the fact that this gold cross was the only thing left standing and it's just immaculate that he had a light shining down from the top of the building hitting this cross. <laughs> or that these that all the, the fucking preachers ran back in there in a nightgown robes and started <laughs> to they made a assembly line and started handing this shit out the door to get all these artifacts that were in the church out. And one of the ones that were saved by this guy who came up with this idea was the supposed cross that Jesus wore. I mean, the supposed crown of thorns that Jesus wore on the cross. Like, for what? How do you even fucking know that this crown of thorns is worn by Jesus? They have that, no proof. Was, that, that's not it. They. This, like I saw this morning that the Vatican opened up what is called the Holy Stairs for the first time in 300 years. The Holy Stairs are said to be the last stairs Jesus walked before he walked his ultimate fate. That. That it was in, I don't understand how the Catholic Church say they save the see this is what's fucked up to me. If anyone who knows their Bible knows that the Catholic Church just saved this crown of thorns, right? Yep. But who put the crown of thorns on Jesus' head? It was the fucking Catholic Church. So I like are y'all saving this as a souvenir or something y'all did, or y'all saving this as a souvenir or something you're crazy? They're fucking sick. That's what it is. They're fucking sick, yo. Like, the Catholic Church is a multi-billion dollar industry. It's not about God. It's about money, um, as all churches are at this point, um, which is one of the reasons why I don't go to church. Um, but I just... This whole thing about everybody donating all this money to restore it and saving the artifacts that were in there. Like, what I want to know is, what does the Catholic Church actually do for the people? Because I know some people who work at Catholic churches, and from what I can see, they're all about what they can receive and not what they can give back to the people. So, um which most churches are. Like, you give money to your church every Sunday. Um and what do you actually see being done with that money? Hide your kids is all I know, because they some nasty motherfuckers. What you said? Um, side note, have you ever seen this video that circulates of the Pope, the current Pope? I don't know the nigga's name because I'm not Catholic, but this video that circulates of the Pope and uh, aborigineers and followers walking up attempting to kiss his hand and him yanking his hand back from them kissing it. It's the fun, literally, when we get off, when we're done with the podcast, you got to look that video up. It's hilarious. Anybody out there who wants to see some funny shit, type in people try to kiss Pope hands into YouTube, and it's one of the funniest videos you'll ever see. I've seen it. Um, Supposedly, he was doing it because he didn't want to spread actual germs um, to other people. So, like, that's understandable because now we understand how germs work, but it is pretty hilarious. It really looks like he's disgusted by the people. <laughs> but it to comes to the him. point, at, at some point in the video, it comes to the point where he's, like, swatting at people with his hand. It, it's, just funny <laughs> as shit. it's just funny as shit to me that, that people actually are this asphyxiated or kissing this man's hands. Well, because, you know, that's supposed to humble you and bring you blessings like you know jesus washed feet so you humble yourself and you kiss the pope's hand but i really don't understand um how the ranking in the catholic church works because in my in my mind god is number one but to me you going to your priest telling your priest all your business and kissing his hand is is he your god i always wanted to go in there and do the whole father i have sinned thing and just say some crazy shit like, I really, I, it's always been, like, something I wanted to do as something I thought that was funny, but just kind of sick, I guess. I don't know. I've I think it's very that. sick, and it's kind of um, incorrect, because that's fucking with somebody like, else's religion. I would, I, would, I, would go, I would probably go in there and be like, Father, I've seen it. While he's, like, he's talking to me, and I'm like, yes, uh, Father, um, I, I took a dump on this girl's chest after eating a bowl of chili, and he's like, he's like, he's like, say, say four Hail Marys and, and, 
and do four whatever. It like he tells me to leave. I just thought I always thought it would be funny as shit to do. There's um, no absolution for you, my brother. There's not. There's not. There's not. Y'all pray for me if you don't mind, please. Um. So, <laughs> um, the next topic is quite disgusting, actually. Uh, for I don't know if. You guys have read, but there has been an outbreak of about 12,000 new herpes herpes cases because of Coachella. What the fuck is going on in Coachella? Uh, Obviously, a lot of fucking. I've never been to Coachella, but I don't think I want to go to Coachella now. (laughs) Um, It just sounds like a big orgy at this point. I mean, but that's generally what festivals are. Like, people just go, they do drugs, they get drunk, and they have sex. So I'm I'm not surprised. And people, these it's like the 70s all over again. Ain't nobody trying to wear a rubber. I'm going to assume that uh, everyone who bought Kanye's clothes got herpes at Coachella. <laughs> you think they were just ingrained in the, fat, in the uh, hobo fabric? Yeah, I, the hobo fabric gave you herpes. So congrats. You spent $225 for herpes. Okay, so this this is what I can't figure out. How long is Coachella? It's it's like a fucking four day four day thing, I think. No, it's it's two weeks, right? It's a long ass time, yeah. So this says that it takes two weeks to even detect herpes. So how do people even know it was an outbreak at Coachella? Like, I'm just curious. I don't and, know. And who the fuck was patient zero? If I find out Usher was at Coachella just giving out herpes, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> well, he sung Let It Burn and everybody caught it. Exactly. It was, it was, it was in the, uh, Usher was handling out pre-drunken bottles of water. <laughs> <laughs> After he had con- conspired a cold story. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> Just wrap it up, people, please. Like, it's, I don't care if you're going to go out and have sex in the middle of a field with 50 to 100 different people. That's your business. But put something on your pickle so you're not out here spreading your juices around. That's all that matters. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, actually, put something on your cucumber or it'll become pickled. Um, <laughs> exactly. What you say? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next topic is Elizabeth Warren has announced, has thrown her hat as well as in in the ring for the presidency. And she's she's the only person so far that's running on a really, running on really strong positions of what she wants to do. And I I commend her for coming, for actually being progressive because Bernie and Joe just seem like they're throwing their name up there because they're the popular ones. She's actually telling you what she wants to do once she becomes president. I agree. I think Elizabeth Warren has always been a very, like, ballsy, I'm just going to tell you how it is kind of person. And I honestly, I'm excited to see where her campaign goes. I think that she has um, some interesting ideas. I don't think that she's necessarily the um, ideal Democratic candidate, which is what I'm looking for, somebody who's a little bit more outside of the box than and who the Democratic people might pick. Um, so I think she's a good candidate. How do you feel about her? Um, the reason I like Elizabeth Warren is because she seems to be one of those people who can pay attention to the small details. Um, one thing I noticed that was big in her candidacy was she said she would um, basically find hospitals who had high African-American death rates as far as mother and infants go. And that's huge in the African-American community because what a lot of people don't know is we actually have the highest infancy death rate that there is. Very high for for both parent and child. Very high. Um, And a lot of time it's because the doctors do not believe African-American people when we're in pain. Um, And a lot of that stems from miseducation because they think African-American people have a higher pain threshold because we're used to being in pain. Uh, 400 years of slavery, may that may necessarily be the truth. We are used to being in pain, but that doesn't mean our pain threshold is any higher than anybody else's. Um, 
And I agree. That's very important. And one thing that I have noticed is that um, I have heard a lot about reparations and um, doing a lot of things. A lot of promises have been made to the black community in this not even in this election season, in this pre-election season, because we're not even there yet. Um, but I haven't really heard too much, not to take the topic away from Elizabeth Warren, but I haven't really heard too much from Kamala Harris. It's because she's a trash candidate. <laughs> I, I'm I'm trying to give everybody a chance. Um, I understand people's issues with her. It's still very early in the race for me. Um, but I, I'm liking what I'm hearing, and I, I really like that people are actually paying attention to the African-American community because I feel a lot of times we give our vote away, and I've said that before on this show. So I think we need to make, absolutely make sure that whatever we are promised in this election season that we get at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's interesting. It's going to be uh... – a fucking circus, to say the least, yeah. on both sides. It's going to be a hell of a ride, for sure. And you know, I love politics, so I'm down for it. Absolutely One thing I want to try not to get is too emotionally tied, just in case the outcome doesn't go my way. I agree. I think that's what happened um, to a lot of people in the last election with Bernie Sanders and Hillary Hillary Clinton. I was about to call her Hillary Trump. Lord have mercy. Might as Basically the same thing. I think that's what happened to a lot of people, but um, I, I'm i just, I want to give everybody a fair shake this time, so I, I'm not even going to say that I'm 100% Bernie. Uh, I'm really trying to see who, I think I'm trying to see who's going to give me the most, because at the end of the day, I'm voting for myself and not nobody else and no one else. Me, myself, and I, that's got a gun on the end. That's what I found out. And it ain't no need to cry. Because I can be my own best friend. That's your singing you is I trash. Just, chill out. I just gave you a taste of it, you know. I, <laughs> I, I gave you a bite. You don't want the whole thing. You ain't ready for the whole thing. It's triggery trash. How about that? Jesus Christ blessed me with this voice. Okay. All right, so our last topic for the day is got Game of Fucking Thrones. On our nerd shit, have you seen the first two episodes? Now, you know I haven't seen the first two episodes, and we need to hurry up and wrap up today so I can go watch the third one. <laughs> what do you think so far? What do you think? Uh, I'm absolutely in turmoil going into this battle. Let me just start off by saying this. I'm going to ask you first. Who's your favorite character? Um, My favorite characters are it's characters for me, uh, Arya and Jon Snow. Okay, okay. So we're we're kind of along the same lines here. I was not ready for her to have sex last week. Apparently, she's twenty years old. I still looked at her as a kid. Apparently, she's a twenty-year-old woman. Listen, in my mind, she is still little baby Arya with needle, and I was oh, I tell you, I I and oh, I just it broke Everything my whole heart. Everything in me tells me that weapon that she made is the fight between. She'll fight the Night King one on one at some point. She honestly is the best fighter on the show. I, she's a fucking amazing. And I think that's why like, I love her and I'm so protective of her. I think she's going to kill her. You think she's going to Hey, if she die, I'm going to fuck you up. Like, I think the Night King is going to kill. I, my, oh, all right, my theory, I was going to go ahead and throw it out there. She steals a White Walker's face, gets close to the Night King. There's a one-on-one battle at some point between her and him. And it looks like she's about to win and the Night King kills it. Can you steal a White Walker's face? I mean, it's only like half a face anyway. We're going to see. We'll find out. Okay. So let me just say this. Um, I am absolutely sick of my favorite characters dying. And I'm not just talking about Game of Thrones. Like, I I can't take any more of this. So if she dies in this show, I'm probably going to stop watching TV for a little while. TV and movies. I'm just, I need to take a little break. I'm right, too emotionally pred- invested. Predictions for tonight before we go. Prediction for tonight. Okay. I don't think, I think that Night King is taking part of his army. He's going to fight in Winterfell and part of it he's going to King's Landing to take the Iron Throne from Cersei. 
I hope he fucking kills her. I hope I hope she now, dies. I, I think he goes death. to King's Landing to take the Iron Throne. I think he does win the the battle of King's Landing, but I think Cersei will be forced to flee and she'll be forced to go to Winterfell. Oh, that might be good. Okay, so my prediction is for my prediction for the whole show is either everybody's gonna die. Why would everybody die? That would Listen, suck. I'm just I'm just telling you what it is. It's gonna be like the end of the Sopranos. Either everybody's gonna die, or my other option is um Jon Snow kills Daenerys. I think Daenerys has to die because her, if you listen at the development of her character and the arc of her character, she doesn't have anywhere else to ascend to. She can ascend to Jon Snow's, her nephew's wife. No. Um, She can be his wife, auntie, his auntie wife. Hey, auntie, you know. No, seriously, though, her, her arc, her character arc pretty much is so limited that obviously we know she wants the Iron Throne. That's as far as she can go. Like there, there'll be nowhere else to to take her character. Obviously, this is the last season, but they're not going to let it end that way. So I just know that she's not going to be the person to sit on that throne. I think it's Jon Snow. And can I? I I, I think it's Jon Snow as well. But He's can I just right say? Can I just say that her response to finding out that he was her nephew was completely disappointing. Like I just feel like sometimes she's a little bit more power hungry than I want her to be. I think it's more of, I think it was, I think it was power hungry, but I think it was also a shock to her, and it was something that, that's unfinished between them. They had to put that on the back burner because, the White Walkers were they literally the horns were blowing that the White Walkers were coming. That's true, and that's a very adult way to look at it. But I was just really you thinking. You want to know that, another like, theory that I came up with the other day? Oh God, what? Okay, what's the what's the big guy's name who healed? Uh, Daenerys' hand, uh, old hand. She he healed that old guy when he had that disease. It's oh, just, um, Sam will Tully. Okay, Sam, Sa- I think Sam yeah, is going to kill um, Daenerys. Oh, you think he? Oh, what is that really? Okay, so we the the reason why <laughs> remember she she like, but like as an ad, to be an asshole, she told him how she killed his father brother to his face. Really, she was him, not. No, she was not being an asshole. That was the realest thing she could have done. Because what if he had found out from somebody else? She sure. told him so that he wouldn't find out from somebody else. No, but it's the that way was an in act which of mercy, in my opinion. I think I could see Sam. I I could see Sam killing me on some I, surprise shit. In this show, you know, anything could honestly happen. So who knows what's going to happen? I can't wait to see. And I think that after the show is over, we should dedicate a whole show to just talking about all the seasons of Game of Thrones. I'm with that because it's cr- like it's one of those shows you can go back and watch over and be just as surprised. It's, it's been a great ride on this Game of Thrones thing. So with that being said, take us out so I can get ready for this episode. All right, absolutely. Thank you, family, so much for joining us for episode 11 of the Fishbowl Podcast. As always, we fuck with y'all the long way, and we love doing this with you and for you. Keep this with you until we meet again. Nurture can always surpass your nature.